Praise the Lord, beloved. Thank you for listening to our previous sermons. We once again honored to bring to your hearing another powerful sermon from PUD English Assembly. We pray this message blesses you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want us to look at something that as a Christian, we need to take advantage of today. There are many privileges or many packages for us as Christians for us to be able to enjoy. We talk about the Holy Spirit. We talk about prayer. We talk about fellowship. There are a whole lot. But one that I want us to look at today is the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Word of God. So I will entitle the message, Engaging the Word for a Positive Impact. Engaging the Word for a Positive Impact. What we are saying is that you must be able to chew the Word. You must be able to consume the Word. You must be able to make the word part of you to have a positive impact. And it is our prayer that by the time this message and God will speak to us. Yeah. As I said earlier, there's so much privileges for us, so much packaging for us, but we are making, I mean, we are not making, taking advantage of that. One thing that is so common today is that Christianity is losing the value of the Bible or the word of God. Christianity is losing the value of the Bible or the Word of God. What we are saying is that we have put the Bible aside. And we are trying to put things together to make life simple. Meanwhile, every package or everything that we need to make an impact in our life, God has made it available for us. When we read John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5, it says that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So what we are making reference to this morning, in as much as we want to, we are going to define some terms where uh, we understand that the word of God that we are talking about is the inspiration of God. Of God's word directly to us. Hallelujah. So, and in other words, the Bible. Hallelujah. This word of God given to us. Is it from any of the church, the, the German? Where is it coming from? It's coming from where? This word that is written here. Where is it coming from? It's coming from God. Hallelujah. So it means that everything written in here must materialize. If you or I who wrote this thing, if there is not, I mean, making us convenient, we change it. But what is written is written. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In other words, this word that has been written to us, it is the word of God, and it is God. 
engaging the world for a positive impact. Now, when you say engage, we are meaning what God is trying to say is that giving full attention, giving full attention or having interest, having interest, studying and loving the world. Hallelujah. So it means that at all times, we must find ways and means to be able to give full attention to the word of God. That is the Bible. As I said, the word here, we are making reference to the word of God, the Bible, or God's inspirational word. In other words, if you want to go deeper, it can't be Jesus or God himself, the word. So having full attention to this word, having interest, having, I mean, the, the pleasantness, having to study, loving this word, meaning that we are engaging the word. Hallelujah. Amen. When we mean positive impact, what we are referring to is having an expected outcome. It means that you have read the word. He said that by his right you are healed. To have a positive impact, it means that you must experience that. It means that what you are reading or what you are talking about, what the word has been written to you, you must have an encounter with it. Hallelujah. When we look at the church of Pentecost, our tenants, one of our main tenants is the Bible. The Bible. And what we have written there, I love it so much. He said, we believe in the divine inspiration and authority of the Holy Scripture. Hallelujah. The divine inspiration and authority of the Holy Scriptures. It didn't end there. It says that that is the Bible is infallible, meaning that it's incapable of making mistakes. When we talk about infallibility or the, the inability not to make any mistake, are we getting it? So what has been written down has no mistake, has no error. So it is infallible in its declaration. It means that what has been declared, there's no error about it. Final in authority. <laughs> Hallelujah. Final in authority. Comprehensive and all-sufficient in its provision. Comprehend, comprehensive and all-sufficient in its provision. So, if you look at it, every sufficiency, everything that we need has been given to us by the Bible. And as we said, it's an inspiration from God. It's not from me. It's not from you. It's from somebody superior. Hallelujah. Because of time, I'll be running very quickly. One thing that we must understand is that the word of God or the Bible can only be effective in our life when we personalize it. If you want to experience the word of God or the Bible, what has been written down unless you personalize it. So if you have not made up your time or make up your mind to live by the word, study the word, don't expect any experiential experience. Don't expect anything from God. So for it to have an effect in your life, 
You must understand that it can only be experienced when you personalize it. Hallelujah. Now, what does the word of God mean to us? Or what guarantees us? Or what guarantee? What confidence do we have in the word of God? The word of God brings correction. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. The word of God brings correction. We are looking at some of the functions on limitless. The word of God brings correction. Second Timothy 3. 16, where it talks about every, every scripture is inspired by God, profitable for teaching, correction, may, and all that. Also, the word of God brings direction. Most of the time, we will stress on the last part, so I want to just mention this one when we take the scriptures. The word of God brings direction. So, the key direction in your life must make up your mind that I'm time for the word of God. Psalm 119, verse 105. Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God brings restoration. The word of God. It brings restoration. I wish we have more time to expand this one. The word of God brings restoration. Luke chapter 15, verse 18. Luke chapter 15, verse 18. The word of God brings illumination. I'm talking about light. The word of God brings illumination to where there is darkness. The word of God brings Illumination, light. John 1, 1 to 5. John 1, 1 to 5. I'll mention this one quickly. The word I want us to express on will be looking mainly at what you can be able to do or possess the understanding of the word. So I'll just mention this one quickly. And I think put it down when it looks at that. I will stress on that one. So the word of God brings illumination. The word of God brings distinction. Distinction. If you want to be different, you want to be extra, you want to be at the top, you must not make you away with the word of God. Matthew 16, 13. Matthew 16, 13. Say that Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon, and the flesh has not revealed this to you. So it brings, it makes you a distinct person. So when you engage the word of God, you become a different person. What is hidden can be revealed to you. When you have been going to write, there are a lot of testimonies that people say that I was going to write exams and I have no idea about what I'm supposed to write. But the grace of God has been given to me. Nobody said, when you sit behind the board or the questions, instead of reading questions, he's reading answers. This can only be given to you by the word of God. The word of God brings elevation. If you want a lifting up in life, the word of God, you shouldn't joke with it. Psalm 119, verse 9. Psalm 119, verse 9. And you can also take down Psalm, um, John 15, 3. John 15, 3. The word of God brings impartation of spiritual fire. Hallelujah. Impartation of spiritual fire. Fire. We need to be on fire. We shouldn't allow certain things to come on our way. Hallelujah. Somebody says that you cannot uh, prevent a bird from flying over your head, but you can prevent for uh, uh, egg or nest 
making it net on your head. So when the enemy comes, when he comes, he cannot prevent you, so he comes. But when he sees fire, he cannot come near you. You can only get to that level by the word of God. The word of God brings turn around. The word of God brings turn around. Luke 5, verse 5. And Simon answered and said, Master, you have called all night and took nothing, but at thy word I will let down the net. At thy word I will let down the net. So if you want a turn around, you have gone round and round trying to make life comfortable and all that. But the, an encounter with the word will turn your life around. The word of God brings sanctification and purification. That can change a story. The word of God brings sanctification and purification. Sanctification and purification. Now let's go to this on how we can be able to possess the light of understanding the word of God. How we can be able to understand this inspired word from the Lord. How we can be able to make this word part of our life. Hallelujah. Now to be able to do that, you must possess meekness. You must be humble to go and read the word. You must make up your mind that you have no authority of your own. Therefore, you need a superior authority. Therefore, humble yourself and go and search for it. If you want to encounter the word, you must be able to go on your knees. Seek the face of God. Go and read it. So, in that humility, if you are bright, I mean, you feel that you are okay. You don't need any other person. You don't need anything in life. But that meekness, that humbleness, that humility will help you access to the word of God. Somebody can read the Bible and you take it like a storybook. If you want to read the Bible like a storybook, you don't want to go there in humility. There's no way you encounter the word. So, it become a story, a real storybook to you. So, we just enjoy the story in it. But its impact, you will never experience it. James chapter 1, verse 21. James chapter 1, verse 21. To possess meekness. Another one that we want to look at is that search the word in excitement. Before you take the Bible, be excited. What is the word of God going to tell me in this moment? As I'm reading, what is the message to me? So you are excited. You are happy within yourself. So it will enable you, or to push you further, to go and search the word. Don't forget, we are looking at how to possess the light, or understanding, or having access to the word. That is what we are looking at. So, excitement, that excitement. What is what is what is the word written? What has God said concerning my life? What is written there? There's some excitement in you. There is some joy in you. So in that, in doing that, it helps you to be able to search the word. And when you do that, you encounter God. Hallelujah. Isaiah 12, verse 3. Isaiah 12, verse 3. And Jeremiah 15, verse 16. Isaiah Verse 3 and Jeremiah 15, verse 16. Another one we are looking at is pray for light and insight. 
pray for light and insight. So before you take out the word, if you want to encounter or express what you are saying that it is the breath of God, or even God himself, you have to pray for light and insight. So you are not reading the word with your own mind. You are not studying the word with your own understanding. But because of the light that God, even as I take your word to study, give me light and understanding. You do it for you. Hallelujah. Yeah. Psalm 119 verse 18. Psalm 119 verse 18. Psalm 43 verse 3. Also, make inquiries as you study. So even as you are reading the word, inquire. Lord, this is what has been written. What does it mean? That you are engaging God. You are having that fellowship with God. I remember one time we were doing a Bible study. I don't know what happened. Then I found myself in the place where the event was happening. Hallelujah. I don't know whether you get it. So if, let's say, uh, one story in the Bible, one common story, who can mention one? I'll take it from there. Any common story in the Bible? The Good Samaritan. Is it common to everybody? We should use another one. I want another one. Adam and Eve. That one is common to everybody. So whilst we are doing studies, I'm just paraphrasing what the different thing that we are doing anyway. Whilst we are doing that, assuming it was Adam and Eve, then I found myself on the ground where the creation was happening. Nobody can do that for you unless God. Hallelujah. So when you make empires, instead of you are exposed to the word itself. So it becomes part of you. So when you are going through challenge, you know that my situation is, is seen this way. But that is not my life. That is not how I'm going to end. I came to school without money in my pocket, but I know that by the time I complete, there will be money in my pocket. I sit behind my book. I'm never to understand everything, but I know that when I call upon the name of Jesus, I'll pass my exams. That can be our testimony. Hallelujah. Possess an attitude of expectancy. So as you are reading the word, you are expectant. You are waiting for something. You are waiting for God to speak to you. You are waiting for an inspiration from God. You know, Presiding was saying that if you are doing worship, you must have time to listen to the voice of God. If you think you do worship, do worship, same thing. If you want God is ready to speak to you, not hear anything. That's the same for the word of God. Possess an attitude of expectancy. Be in expectation. Be ready that God is going to tell, I mean, say something concerning my situation. Be ready to know that God is going to tell me something. So even as you are reading the word, God that has given this word, written this word down, is ready to encounter you. So be in expectation. Be ready for the word of God. Be ready for God himself. That it will be any story for you. Hebrews 1, uh, Hebrews 2, verse 1. I'll stand upon my word and set my, my, me upon the tower and will look 
look for to see what he will speak with me. Hallelujah. And what I shall answer concerning my complaint. Hallelujah. Hebrews 2, verse 1. We'll be ending very soon. Another important part that we don't normally do is document what you see. Sometimes you are reading the word. You hear a voice at times. You hear you, you receive an inspiration at times. There's something that extraordinary. It wasn't part of your reading, but you, see, you realize that it has given you an encounter. You are experiencing something that, you know, under normal circumstances, nobody has said that. You, you give a scripture to somebody, the person says, Is this one also in the Bible? It means that he has experienced something that he has never seen before. Document it, write it down. It might be an answer to your prayers. Hallelujah. Another one, engage. Okay, the, the, the other one, Revelation 1, verse 11, document what you see, Revelation 1, verse 11. Engage the spirit. Engage the spirit. Church of Pentecost members, we, I mean, as time goes on, we're taking this one after the other. We are sometimes abusing the Holy Spirit. We don't know what he can be able to do for us. There's strip of what he can be able to do for us. Engage the spirit. So as you are reading the word of God, be engaging the spirit. Be engaging the spirit. I just mentioned uh, this one, then you take it from there. Be ready to possess revelation. Be ready to possess revelation. Be ready to possess revelation. So even as you are reading the word, your, your whole mind, your whole body, your whole heart is set for a revelation. With that encounter, it can change your life. Somebody can be reading the word and God will reveal something to him that, hey, go for you to be prosperous, pay your tithes. That is a revelation. It's not everybody who knows this though. Some people pay tithes because they hear you are supposed to pay tithes, but they don't understand. They don't get why they should pay their tithes. They don't understand why they should even come to church. They don't even understand why they should even pray at all. Because everybody is praying, so I also pray. So, be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready to have that encounter. To possess that revelation. I will end here. Um, so, we can take that scripture. Hosea um, 6 verse 3. Hosea 6 verse 3. Hosea 6 verse 3. I will end here by this last point. Engage the blood ministry. There are so many things. This blood that has been shared, poured on us, has given access to, has given us access to. Let's engage it. Let's engage it. Let's engage it. Let's, let's take advantage of everything that is, you know, uh, available. So engage the word for a positive impact. If you want to experience God himself, if you want to experience him, know who he is, this word shouldn't be like a story to you, then I think God has spoken to us. Hallelujah. May God bless us. May he open our understanding. 
Even as we have left here to our various homes, our various places, may He begin to speak to us. Let's get a clearer and a deeper understanding that in life we can never do away with the way. May God bless us. May He increase us now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for making time to listen to this message. You can be part of our assembly by fellowshipping with us this and every Sunday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on PUC Campus. So to God richly bless you.